Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Clore. Good evening, Mustang fans, and welcome to another episode of the Mustang Owners Podcast, the Ford Performance Edition. This is your host, John Clore. I'm the Enthusiast Communications Manager for Ford Performance, along with my co-host, who is none other than Mike Ray, the Mustang Hobby Superstar and the president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. Mike, tonight we have a twofer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and good longtime friends with uh, all of them. So, uh, yeah, great stories to share tonight. Well, I don't know if you want to call them longtime friends. They're definitely double trouble. Uh, both, <laughs> of the, both of these guys, uh, if you are a Mustang Bullet fan, you're going to want to pull up a chair and save this one. Uh, you'll stop your car if you're listening to your podcast while you're driving. You'll stop at the side of the road because you'll likely crash with the absolute two superstars in the Bullet world. Tonight, Mike, we've got um the the chief bullethead in the entire world and the founder of the uh, hoon dog performance group paul rocha is here in the house tonight along with sean kiernan the longtime owner of the original bullet movie car both of, the, of these guys are going to talk to us tonight about their bullet history and legacy paul sean welcome to the mustang owners podcast thank you yeah thanks thanks for having us on no it's absolutely going to be thank you because you two guys are not only uh, two bullets in a revolver chamber, but you are. <laughs> I have just, uh, I just have to explain to people that after seeing you both at the uh, National Mustang Day, actually it was the Global Mustang Day celebration at the Halderman Museum in Ohio, while the rest of the world was at the Mustang Owners Museum for National Mustang Day, uh, we had one heck of a time to see you both there, uh, both swapping bullets out of your your trailers, both up on stage talking to our, our fans who drove through a little bit of a rainy day. Uh, I would say it was a little a little gray and overcast until we started talking about Gail Halderman and then the sun came out. But <laughs> you, guys, you guys certainly stole the show. And uh, Paul, we're going to start off with you because you're still muckety-mucking things up, even though Sean, you know, he did his his duty. He sold his his uh, family's bullet, but he you can't sell off your interest in these cars. And I think part of his ongoing interest, Paul, is because of you. Why did you turn Hoondog Performance Group into this bullet insanity? Well, it kind of goes way back to the beginning of the, uh, the 01 bullet. Um, I always had this thing for getting people together and having a good time. And um, I think it was back in 02, 03, we, uh, we had a, um, put together what we called the pink slip shootout. And it was for the local bullets up here in Canada. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, basically you, it was drag racing and uh, you, you had your runs and whatnot and your loser, uh, whatever the net difference between his time and his dial in was um, that was recorded. And at the end of the day, the one with the worst, the, the biggest net difference had to wear a woman's pink slip on the starting line and be ridiculed by pretty much everybody. Sean, do you want to tell Paul what a pink slip is? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck's oh. wrong with you? A pink slip, Paul. Yeah. 
Oh, in Canada, pink slip is something a woman wears. Uh, well, it, it it became that for for the for that for the purpose of that event. Anyway, that is funny, unbelievable. And uh, you know, moving on from there, um, but a couple of guys down in Texas ran a uh, Texas Bullet Mach One shootout again back in the early two thousands, and um, uh, I obviously went down there and with with my bullet. And um, as time went on, we we ran into a bit of a an issue where we couldn't get we couldn't run the event without insurance. So. Oh. Long story short, one of the guys called me up and said, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're going to get insurance. He <laughs> said, well, we need a company to get insurance. And so Hoondog was born. Okay. And it came out of that. And um, that's basically how the, the Hoondog thing started um, along with the, uh, you know, it was pretty much the Mach 1s kind of died off there. And uh, it, it just remained bullets. and you know, here we are 20 years later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really been something. And Paul, uh, a lot of, you know, no offense to a lot of your cohorts in the hobby, but a lot of folks start a little performance group, they get out and they do a couple events and then you don't see them anymore after 10 years. You have grown your little uh, performance group into the master behind the bullet nationals. Um, you know, after Imbach was sold to a, uh, I would call it a communications company. And uh, and people, people left the forum. Um, You've really drawn the bullet community together and then somehow stumbling along the relationship with none other than Sean Kiernan Hmm. has given uh, Sean, you you might not believe this, but but it's like me hanging out with Mike Ray. When you hang out with certain people, it gives you credibility. So you, you've added a lot of credibility (laughs) to Paul Rocha. Oh, I thought it was going the other way. Okay. Yeah. That's no. good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I hate. I have Mike next to me when I go places. They go, "Oh, hi, Mike, and who's this?" Uh, well, that's John. That's John Cor. <laughs> oh, you're the guy. That's you're what the, I get all the time. <laughs> you're the guy that sits in your basement and puts out FordPerformance.com content. All yeah. So, but we'll we'll get into the Sean story later because uh, you did um, get behind after Inbox moved on. I remember seeing you, Paul, after the 08 bullet was uh, was launched, uh, and you really got involved, and then. Paul, you got you got the bug, Paul. You started taking Ford's cars with which were, you know, a gift from God, and you don't need to do anything to them other than put gas in them. But you started tearing them apart and you actually made them go a little bit faster. Just a wee bit. Um uh my my original bullet that I bought back in, in August of 2001. Uh, right now, it's it's a little bit detuned for the street, but uh, when when it's on a, in kill mode, it's it's about a thousand horsepower. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> what is wrong yeah. with you? It, it is... hangs it hangs the hoops pretty good. Yeah, I would imagine so. So then, uh, so so we started, uh, you know, doing you did the bullet nationals were a big deal, and then of course, uh, you know, we we thought, well, that that 08 bullet was kind of fun, and and it was, and. Uh, you know, those cars were really well received because, you know, once we got into the new body style, it really looked like Sean's car. I mean, they really, people really took to, to that car. Well, then, of course, um, we had to uh, stumble on what Sean uh, was hiding all these years. Well, actually not hiding. He was just waiting for the right time. And uh, I don't know if people know this, but um, I got the phone call when I was at Ford Racing that, you uh, from some company near outside Atlanta that said that uh, they know the guy and have the original bullet uh, from the movie. And I said, you know what? 
I've been doing this a long time. And if I had a nickel for every time somebody called me and said they had the original bullet, I'd at least have a buck, you know? And so I, I just decided to go down there and I said, but I'm not going to validate this guy's car. What's his name? And when he said it was Sean Kiernan, I thought, well, wait a minute, that's, that's the story. Wait a minute. Brad Bowling did a story about the Kiernan family. Maybe this is, maybe this is the real bullet. So before I went down to, to uh, suburban Atlanta, to this, uh, movie company i decided to, i said well let's bring kevin marty along and when the producer of the movie guy said who's kevin marty i knew i was going to be in trouble uh, so <laughs> so i show up there and i meet sean and i meet i see the car and you know uh, i don't know if you guys are biblical i know mike ray is um but it was that oh, yeah. moment when jesus told saint thomas to put his hand into the side and see that it's really me and i mean we I mean, we looked at this car up, down, backwards, every which way. And Sean, I just just yesterday was moving some photo files wrong and, and found the exact the photo files of our, our photo shoot there that first day. Oh, and I looked like Sean, you probably laughed at me because I looked like like a crazy kid, like like I found like uh, a quarter outside of the the the, uh, the the dime store to go buy a pack of baseball cards with. Or, you know, <laughs> What some wacky, I was just laughing. And then when you let me sit in the actual seat where not only your parents and your mom and, and you got to drive in, but Steve McQueen got to sit in, I acted like a 12 year old. And, but it wasn't to be that we just said, okay, let's call it the bullet and let's do all the things, Sean, that you had planned. We, of course, each had to sign non disclosure agreements. And we, you told me that you were going to bring this car out to the world. And I told you that don't do it because we're going to actually come out with another new bullet. Yeah. And that kind of set the wheels in motion. And then, uh, Sean, to your credit, you stuck with Ford because once I turned it over to Ford Public Affairs, they're not the easiest folks to work, work with, with the marketing guys. And, you know, you luckily you ran into a couple of real super um, friends of Mike Ray's, which were Mike Berardi and oh, yeah. Raj Nair, super enthusiast that the Ford Motor Company was blessed to have. And then came that great day when you were at the Detroit Auto Show and both bullets were on. What a day, Sean. And you have to admit, that kind of changed the track of, no matter what Paul was doing out there with bullet enthusiasm, I think that changed everything from that day forward. Do you remember that, that night when was oh, it was kind of surreal? I think about it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, the planning and going into it and going from meeting you. And I mean, you got to imagine how nervous I was because you know, other than, you know, the, the, the horsemen's from the studio, I hadn't shown anybody outside the family. Right. And, uh, I mean, not, nobody really knows how I got it to Atlanta. Nobody ever asks me how I got it to Atlanta. Cause you know, I live in Nashville. That's right. And, uh, you know, a car wasn't running at that point. Uh, I started, when you guys saw it, I had the transmission was still out, but I had the motor in, right. um, I believe that's right. Yeah, motor was in. Yep. And uh, anyway, uh, I trailered it down on an open trailer with no cover. Oh. <laughs> I was pulling, I had my avalanche, which, you know, is our farm truck or basically our farm truck. And I towed it down there. <laughs> open trailer. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there. It, the funny thing is, and, and I didn't really think about it until I loaded it on the trailer. Yeah. If anybody was driving beside it, they were eye level with the camera mounts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they would have, you know, they would have at least taken a, a picture going, well, what is this? You know, because it was kind of weird. 
but oh yeah, so that that whole that whole week, I mean, just prepping the car, getting you know, getting it ready to be seen, and and then on top of that, trailering it down, and uh, somehow the windshield, you know, didn't crack. I still don't know how it didn't chip or crack, but yeah. um, yeah, and then having Kevin see it, and and you know, I mean, both of you guys kind of put the pedal to the metal, and uh, for me. And was like, okay, this is real. This is, I started to see a vision and, you know, Kevin put me in touch with Mikhail Haggerty and, uh, that was probably the next biggest step for me. And then, uh, and then the historic vehicle association got involved. Um, but then, you know, that was, that was obviously an amazing experience, but it was at the same time, logistically tough because, if you can imagine, you don't want anybody to see the car. Sure. I didn't have the funds to be able to, I mean, have this thing gone from one state to another because, you know, it usually would max out the, uh, the insurance policy on anybody who was going to tow it. So <laughs> it would be in there by itself. So you, instead of having, you know, a, an 800 to $1,500 bill, yeah. it would be more like eight thousand dollars because oh you would have the trailer to yourself <laughs> so i couldn't afford that so i was bouncing between nashville atlanta allentown pennsylvania and dearborn oh my and i was going between each one of those and uh and eventually uh mckeel and ford both you know was like okay we're gonna start we're gonna start getting a professional to move this thing <laughs> because it started getting close and everybody was getting worried i mean i showed up to the leno shoot you know i mean that was, I'd never, like, I, I never had a chance to test the car. Yeah. That day I shot, that was uh, October 2017. And I didn't know if the wheels were going to fall off. I mean, I'm the one that built the car. Nobody else was messing with it. <laughs> so, the you know, I, I'm sitting there trying to get as many laps in as I possibly can. Uh, just to make sure that when Leno gets behind the wheel, it's, you know, no, nothing's going to, bad's going to happen. Yeah. To the car. I don't care about us. I mean, I was worried about the car. And, uh, cause you know, we're going up like the Hills, we're at the test track, yeah, you know, right. and, and, um, and Leno, yeah, I mean, Leno was already in one big bad accident with that Hemi under oh, glass. the hearse car, yeah, the hearse glass, car Hemi under glass. Yeah. I remember when it rolled over, I think. Oh yeah. 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 So he probably figures, I hope Sean doesn't have polyglass still on the car or whatever. Well, yeah. the windshield was really probably my biggest thing that I was scared of. Yeah. Um, just because whether it was a, it was on the bottom of a trailer or whatever, because it had the Warner Brothers sticker, had the original or the last time it was registered, wow. uh, and all the New Jersey stuff on there too. So that stuff's you know, not you can't replace it. You can't, no, yes, sir. yeah, that's seven arts. You know, that's not a thing anymore. So yeah, so from that point, we actually had to uh, we left Dearborn again, went back to Allentown, continued to shoot some stuff for like uh, B roll or whatever, mm -hmm. and, you know, through the woods and shut down, and then I got to come back to Dearborn and go into the uh, 4GT studio. Yeah, that and then I started living uh, at at the uh, Dearborn Inn. Yeah, and then that was that was kind of you know I broke off from my day job. And I'm focusing towards January 2018. And, you know, I, it was good because Sam's family, my wife, is, you know, her whole family is from Dearborn. She was born in Dearborn. And uh, so it felt home away from home anyway. And, yeah, I mean, every day was was uh, was an event. It was something unbelievable. And, you know, and, uh, um, you know Mike uh, will tell you that um, every once in a while he pulls off miracles. And I remember we did a uh, Moxham cruise 
at the Ford Yacht Club, which is not owned by Ford, but a lot of Ford retirees are in there, including some guy named Jack Telnack, um, the former vice president of design. And Mike somehow finagled, mocks him into a cruise in there. And one night we go to the, the, the cruise and at the Ford Yacht Club and Mike says, I guess who's coming tonight? And I go, what? He goes, Sean Kiernan and his, and his uh, wife and his mother-in-law. And I go, what? Sean Kiernan is not coming to the Ford Yacht Club. He goes, yeah, he's going to be here. Mike, how did you do that? <laughs> it's always all the help from Ford. That was the first time I actually ever got to meet Sean in person. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a cool thing because people were wondering who it was, what are we talking about? But no one knew yet because it was still all secret. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was definitely cool. And that was the first time I ever got to, to meet Sean. And yeah, I mean, I think we all hit it off right from the right from the go. Same thing with Paul. And I think all of us, um, we're all just car guys. We all have the passion behind it and all just great guys. I think that's why we get, all get along so well. Well, you Absolutely. don't know how much it ate away at us to know that Sean Kiernan was there at our show, a little cruise in, and nobody could say anything. <laughs> it's nice telling the story now, like, hey, remember that guy? That's what that was about. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. The yeah, ride there was even nice because it was just like a, it was almost like a top-down back rows. Nice. It was finally like a calm evening. Yeah, beautiful night off of uh, Gosh, that was awesome. River. Yeah, but but that that's weird that you know because Mike meets you for the first time there and and I hadn't seen you for a while. It was really great to see you again. I and mean, we were getting close to the launch of the vehicle, but you know those little things that the people that you met at Ford along the way and there was all these great stories. Uh, each one of them had some kind of impact on the program. Yet the reason why Bullet is still top of mind right now was the first time you ran into Paul. Paul, how did you wind up seeing Sean for the first time? Well, funny story. Um, you know, thank Mark Schaller for it because mm-hmm. um, it was at the, the the bullet launch, the 19 bullet launch. And uh, Mark had, had gotten uh, myself and a few other hoondogs in for the launch. And Throughout the the day, a couple times he said to me, "Hey, come on, I got to introduce you to Sean." And I'm like, "Nah, you know, I'm not really much of a fanboy. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna talk about." <laughs> and um, and and Mark kept insisting, so I finally cracked and said, "Okay, fine." And um, I, you know, I I don't even remember what we talked about, but I know it wasn't the car. It was no. Just- we were talking about. Yeah, we're talking about other stuff. Yeah, and it was just small talk, and and it had absolutely nothing to do with the car because I figured, you know, pretty much everybody that's walked up to him has asked him one of ten standard questions. So it, we just talked about stuff. Life. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, it, it literally was that. And um, but it was kind of funny because Mark just kept insisting, and I'm like, Nah, dude. Yeah, you know how it is, right? And he's like, "Ah, come on, he's cool." And um, so, yeah, he finally uh, he finally wore me down and and introduced me to to Sean and Sam, and um, and right away it was like, yeah, you could tell he's he's just he's one of us. He's one well, of yeah. Us. And when when you guys are together, but you know, Sean's from the Midwest, is the regular guy, and you know, he Sean. A lot of people thought you would be unapproachable. You know, after the car went to Meekum and you sold the car, they thought, you know, you're going to be one of those rock stars. And nobody really knows that you're just a you're just an enthusiast and you you stayed really cool. And when you met Roche, Paul Roche, you probably thought this crazy Canadian with this wild looking uh, <laughs> mohawk. And how did he, you know, what, what is this guy really in the hobby? 
And I started hearing about Paul two days before the, the oh, thing. Okay. And it was like, hey, have you met the guy with the mohawk yet? <laughs> I got asked that 10 times by 10 different people. I'm like, no. I said, I've been, you know, the only person I've been like looking out for was like uh, Christian Koenigsegg. And I was looking, I was stalking him because he was, he was there. <laughs> and I was going to nerd out with him. And, uh, and then finally, and you know, you can't deny it. When Paul walks up, he's the guy with the mohawk, and and uh, yeah, we we hit it off. But you know, it was just honestly, I'm gonna tell you when I and I hate to say it because you know I love you guys, but <laughs> when I fell in love with Paul, I'll tell you when it happened. It was when I was in Europe, and uh, that's when I was sitting on the on the line doing a photo shoot with Ford Europe uh, uh, for uh, Goodwood for the Festival of Speed, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and um. Uh, a lot of people were upset that I went to Europe and I didn't go to the Friends of McQueen show in Chino Hill. Yep, I remember um, that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people were upset, which, to be clear, I was never invited to that one. But, uh, you know, no one, no one ever reached out. But anyway, <laughs> so everybody was upset. You know, it was like, I can't believe you can go all the way to Europe and you couldn't, can't go to California. <clears throat> and uh, Paul jumped in because, I mean, it, it just, it hurt it hurt to do that, you know, hurt reading all that stuff. And because, you know, I didn't want to upset anybody. Of course I, you know, I, I want everybody to enjoy the car. That's the reason I brought it out. It's the reason I was showing it. It's the reason I was, you know, in Europe and uh, man, Paul jumped in and was like, look, and he, he honestly cleared it all, cleared it all up. I slept that night better because of Paul. And I mean, Sam will tell you right out of the gate that, you know, Paul was awesome being able to handle uh, everybody jump on and just, you know, cause he knows everybody yeah. and everybody knows Paul. He's the guy with the Mohawk. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you remember him. And so when he jumped in, he squashed everything and it just made me feel better. So it actually made that time over there a little bit better knowing that Paul was that I had, a, you know, quite a few bullet friends and, and close, close friends that, um, that were helping me out. And, and honestly, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's why at the uh, Mustang Memory Show, I let him sit in my car with a shirt off. <laughs> yeah, that that there are a lot of people that went on social media and talked about that. By the way, Paul, uh, just, I'll tell you what there there's one photo and <laughs> there's there's one guy behind or beside the car looking in, and the look on his face is. <laughs> Right. Defile. That's the that's the face of defile. Well, yes. was, Bill Ford. <laughs> yeah, it was Bill. Ford. No, the weird thing was that we knew once you met Paul, Sean, that you probably would be um, more involved in the grassroots bullet movement, not the the, the big show in, in California, but you know uh, the, the real bullet people, the people that buy Mustang bullets and mm -hmm. them and go to the Bullet Nationals. So the fact that the two of you are together now and you kind of work together and and do things with the bullet nationals is cool. But the fact that Mike got you to get that car to Mustang there, see, there he goes again. Um, I thought there's no way you're going to, I know you were in town. The car was around, but I thought, Mike, you can call Sean and before there's, there's no way they're going to bring that car here. And then when I saw Paul, no shirt on, I mean, this, <laughs> I thought I had was had hallucinated. And I just, maybe I was dreaming that, Mike, how did you get, did you slide that, some extra no. bags to Sean? 
you know, honestly, that was all Sean's doing because I remember calling him and asking him, and I know he had such a tight and crazy travel schedule with that car going everywhere. And uh, we knew it was going to be at Woodward, so I asked him, you know, is it possible we can get it there? But, Sean, I know we had to talk, and people had to do oh, a yeah. lot of things that happened to be there. So it wasn't just like, yeah, we're going to be there like this. It was getting, you know, loaded up and going somewhere else right, right away. But uh, we actually we made it happen. But, yeah, Sean was a major player in making that happen as well because he said he wanted to be there. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And, you know, and that, that was at the point I was trailering it myself anyway. So I had my truck, my trailer, and everything there. That's what made it really logistically easy. And right. that and the fact that it was like the day after Woodward. So I just loaded out. And, um, yeah, when I came over, the, I'm going to tell you, because it was so cool for me, because I had to park on the opposite side of the world, um, the headquarters, and drive all the way around. Right. And yep. Yep. that was probably, because, you know, they wouldn't let me drive Woodward. They wouldn't let me cruise it. I wanted to cruise it. They wouldn't do it. So they gave me some left, uh, right-hand drive Mustang to do. Yeah. And cause it wouldn't pull it out of the container or whatever. So I hadn't driven my car, like honestly in like a month and a half because I had just done the bullet launch in San Francisco and then came to Woodward and then doing Mustang memories. So, I mean, the car was kind of loading up going, okay, I've been pulled on trailers pretty hard lately. <laughs> and, you know, last time I really thrashed on it was probably at the festival of speed. And so that was fun to go around the headquarters. And then of course, Kevin Marty jumped in the car with me. So that was yeah. awesome. That was, yeah. that was the moment he got the ride with me and Shelly did too. And um, <laughs> we have a video of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, me leaving, and it's uh, it's like a seven or eight minute video, and Sam's on the golf cart. I think you're driving the golf cart. Yeah, yeah probably. And Sam's on the back of it, recording me driving with Kevin in the passenger seat. Yeah, it's like a seven minute video, and I'm telling you, that show was was a breath of fresh air for me because it was yeah. it was just very well, chill, laid back, and it was awesome. I love that show. The people who go to these big shows, and I can tell you this, Sean, because I talk to hundreds of people at a show i don't i just you know i'm constantly mingling and the fact that you were there you know there was a there was a perception you know that you know you're the guy that owned the bullet and you you sold the bullet at auction you, and you that you wouldn't you're on tv you're with jay leno you're you're in a glass case in washington dc you know but you, the fact that you were there and you would mingle and you'd hang on the car actually ran and drives and you, you were it just felt like you were one of us and yeah. it just it really cemented your um, the, the view people have of you, Sean. And a lot, as I told you in, in, a, in not so many words, a lot of people, you know, fame changes them. A, a very expensive car changes them. And you didn't change. And we all love you for it. And the fact that you and Paul now are kind of rubbing shoulders to come up with a bullet nationals is kind of interesting. Can Paul, is it too early to say anything about? What you doing with Sean about the Bullet Nationals this year? No, absolutely not. It's a perfect time to say it. So typically what we do um, with the Bullet Nationals is we we run it pretty much all across the country so that it gives everybody a chance to, to come out with their bullet and hang out. And then usually every five years we do uh, we do the Route 66 from Chicago out to California and whatnot. But so this year we decided to do Nashville. And um, of course, Sean and I started talking early about it. And uh, he he graciously offered his farm for us to have our cookout and car show on the Thursday. 
So we'll have a whole bunch of bullets and uh, I'll be the guy in the garage trying to pick up the dust from the garage to sprinkle (laughs) on my cars. Some, some original barn dust on my cars. Um, More of that's in the trailer than the garage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so we've got a whole week worth of, uh, of, of events and, and whatnot, everything from, uh, drag racing on Friday. We're doing, uh, as I mentioned, Sean's uh, hosting our our cookout and car show at his place on Thursday. We've got go karts and mini golf, uh, Jack Daniels tour, uh, all kinds of like real fun stuff. Uh, it's Nashville. There's tons to do there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like the the highlight is uh, we're gonna all go hang out at Sean's place. Now, if you're, if you're a bullet person. And you've been to one of the Bullet Nationals, and Paul, you you throw a hell of a party. It's just people are just having fun. There's a good bunch of Bullet people are just a blast to be with. But having having it at Sean's place is like, you know, if you can't have it at Ford World Headquarters, you have it at Sean's place. I mean, it doesn't get any more Bullet Mustang than that. So yeah, when, is it, <laughs> when is it again now? What what are the dates? Uh, the dates are July fifth to the tenth. Okay. And um, we're. And how would people? How would people get information or be able to register for the show? Uh, they can go on to the website. It's uh, hoondogperformancegroup.weebly.com. Okay. And okay. it'll have uh, the whole schedule there. The host hotel info. We've got a block of rooms there. There's uh, registration that you. Uh, the registration link is on the website as well. And. Um, yeah, come on out. And it's not exclusive to bullets. If you, if, I mean, you want to bring out your EcoBoost, come on out. It's it's just a party. Well, I mean, you guys, it's for, I mean, Mustang people. And Sean, did you clear this with Sam and the family that they're all going to come out to your of place? Course. Okay. I mean, they're yeah. going to be, they're going to be, all these people are going to your property. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually, so the, the short story of this, um, this is the farm behind me um, that that we've rented. <clears throat> oh gosh, ninety five, ninety six. Mm-hmm. So when we moved here, uh, we, we live on a hill, a uh, large hill, and we had 20, 25, 30, I don't know, horses. And my dad bought a house with no barn on a hill, no flat land, and no fence, because <laughs> um, that's who my dad was. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, so thankfully we had this farm behind us, which is about 300 acres and it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the mountains, but it's also got about 80 acres of just flat, beautiful land in between a Creek and a mountain. Beautiful. And, um, so obviously, you know, doing a ton of work for the owners, um, you know, over the past 20 years and dad and I, that's actually where I learned how to drive a stick. Uh, my 86 Ford Ranger was my first truck and Yay. had a blast over there. And, you know, the emergency brake was in the center of the dash and that thing, which is how I learned how to course correction. Cause dad would pull the emergency brake while I was flying across the field. <laughs> so we just had all that fun over there. And, uh, yeah, the goal, whenever I launched bullet and actually right after my dad passed and I was kind of going through everything in my head, trying to figure out what I was going to do. I mean, I knew I was, you know, this farm, I was going to, you know, take care of that because this, my dad absolutely loved this place. Um, but with Bullet launching it, and I knew if I was to ever sell it, that I would 
make a purchase on that farm behind me. And that's something I talked to about with the owner. And sadly, the owner actually passed away in November last year, uh, the day before we were supposed to close on it. Um, and he actually put in his will, uh, the price that we had negotiated okay. and, um, that it was, you know, to go to me. And, and, uh, so that's what, honestly, with selling bullet, I was able to purchase this farm. So talking with Paul, you know, what better way to, to honor bullet than through this kind of step in this legacy that I'm building and to have it on the farm. And, uh, there's a perfect spot for it over there and it's beautiful. Um, we're currently working on trying to get people in without scraping and, <laughs> you know, not knocking diffusers. And I think that was Sam's biggest thing because um, even my trailer scrapes when I'm pulling in the place, cause you have to cross a bridge. So yeah, yeah. Sam was like, as long as a bumper doesn't get ripped off, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> well, so it is she, a, I mean, I've seen the property, the pictures you showed me and the, it's like having a bullet nationals on a picture postcard. You guys have really picked, and not only the fact that it's on Sean Kiernan's property, but the fact that all the bullet heads are going to be there with the, the, the crazy hoondogger himself, Paul. I mean, you guys, what a setting. This is the year. If you haven't been to a bullet nationals, this is the year. But but Sean, you surprised some other people, um, you know, when dealing again with Paul, because Paul does another big driving event when about a million people come to Detroit for the yeah. annual Woodward Dream Cruise. And Mike Gray drums up a pile of people who drive across the state. And then they find out, hey, are you over at the uh, the Mohawk d- d- experience? I go, why? They go, you know, Sean Kiernan's out here. I guess Sean Kiernan's not going to be in South Haven, Michigan <laughs> at a track with Paul. No, he really uh, is. <laughs> Mike, Mike, did you have something to do with that too? No, I did not. <laughs> I did get Sean there, but it was cool because he's been there. And I, I remember the one year we were... Uh, when they were taking the big picture, I was standing next to Sean and we were just watching everybody take the, the big picture on the track and everything, but super cool. And yeah, yeah. And that, that event. Um, so the first time Paul came to me, I was just started at Rouch and it was 2015 and, uh, he came in and was starting, you know, for sponsors, taking it over on his own. And, um, I absolutely right. Right. Paul. I mean, it took two seconds. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And, um, yes, I've been with since for the last seven years and it's it's one of the highlighted events of mustang memories week here in michigan and um, everybody looks forward to it and it keeps growing each year and to see our members the the number of members grow each year that keeps attending it and their feedback is just absolutely phenomenal it, it literally gives them a whole new look on their car the hobby and what else what can we do and have fun with our car and uh, paul provides all of that with the mohawk track experience yeah and paul a lot of people don't realize this that um you don't have to have any track experience. If you want to go, you're coming to Woodward, you're there a couple of days early, you want to have some fun. You can take some guy that's re- never really driven his car in anger, at least legally. <laughs> and you can actually get them in a class where they can learn something. And it there's no less fun to learn how to really drive a car properly. And you guys can actually do that. And it's not a, just a bunch of track dogs getting running over the slower people, is it? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I, I mean, the one that comes to mind all the time uh, is Craig uh, from Moxham, where oh, yeah. he, he was hesitant at first to come out. And he was really intimidated uh, the first couple of sessions. And, uh, you know, you just take him aside. And, Hakuna Matata, calm down. And, uh, and you know, we work with him and get him out there with an instructor and, and just... The, the key is 
to that to, to the entire Mohawk track experience is just have fun. All right. It's I, I like to call it the party before Woodward. It's just yep, yep. come out. I, I, and, and really, and, Craig is your biggest uh, cheerleader too. Um, you literally changed his like he, like he's the example that you changed his whole outlook on everything about how to have fun with his car, and it was all because of you. Thank you. Yes, that and that's that's the goal. So, uh, it, I mean, you know, there are some big dogs that come out, um, you know, with their race cars uh, that and and these guys they know how to run, and it's it's absolutely phenomenal to watch these guys you know inches apart from each other ripping down the track but there's also the novice and beginner group where you know we really take time to to let people know that the key is to you know have fun because once you start having fun everything else comes along fine and you'll get the speed you'll get the braking so um this this coming year uh talking with with mike and um with shelby and team shelby and a bunch of people and uh team shelby's uh kickoff party or homecoming party is kicking off at uh, at my event and so we decided to add the monday uh because no typically the event is tuesday wednesday but this year we've added monday august the 15th and it is exclusively for novice and beginner drivers. So if you've, if you've anything less than 10 events on the track, this is the event for you. So you're going to come out, going to have instructors for everyone, um, classroom sessions, you know, the, the physics of it. it. It really is simple when you break it down uh, to, to drive a car on the track and, and have fun. And once you, get your head around that it uh it becomes an addiction to some of us so well, yeah I, especially the one guy is talking right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, here's hey paul don't we have a question how the hell do we get john clore there yeah that's a great question well, well sean i i thought they were lying that you were there because i said well i've well, been two years in a row that was i thought it was a lie I really thought that was just because what happens, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, Ford Performance would have we have limited staff. So Paul would bring in, you know, Jim Owens or Cash Singh or, you know, some of the big shooters. Or Paul, I mean, I don't know how you got these guys there because their Woodward schedules are crazy. And we usually don't double up anywhere because we only have two, three people. And if you find out somebody's there, I got to be someplace else, you know. And when, but I thought, oh, well, Sean Kernan is there. He is not, you know, yes, he is. <laughs> and then somebody sent me a picture that Sean showed up two years in a row. I said, this is, so I don't know who's not going to go this year, but I might have to, you know, if I get in trouble for doubling up too bad because I don't have a person covering it and I would love to go at least do coverage for FordPerformance.com. And uh, Paul, you have both ends covered now. Would would information be available still on Hoondogs? Because I know Moxum covers all the information for registration off the Moxum website. Yeah, no, no. For we'll providing dinner at the track on uh, probably Monday and Tuesday night. That's right. So that's the other thing is that for every registration, you get an event T-shirt and a barbecue, like Texas barbecue lunch. That's included with registration, and it's $180. Uh, on the Monday... Hell, I spent that at McDonald's yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> so 
Uh, on Monday, uh, the first, like the kickoff day, which is the beginner and novice day, right? Uh, that evening, we're we're having um, we started this last year, and uh, just because of the COVID thing and whatnot, I knew I was going to be by myself. It was going to be difficult to get all the registrations done on Tuesday morning and hit the schedule. So I invited everybody to come early, <laughs> and we'll have I have a pizza party. Well. <laughs> It, it was such a success that uh, this year we we bumped it up and uh, we're going to have a, a pig roast and all the trimmings and it, it's uh, so we're we're going to be a ha- we're going to have enough food for about seventy five to hundred people. So that's awesome. Come on out, <laughs> yeah, you guys. I got to tell you, uh, Mike. I don't know how you pull this off, but you you sure drank bang the drum for Moxham, which is the the biggest club in our region to get them to go and. You know, Sean, what you do for the, I mean, whether it's this year or if you want to come to Sean's property, the Bullet Nationals and be part of this, you know, you don't have to drive on the track. You can just love bullets and talk bullets with the guy who had the original bullet for the longest time and will always be a a huge part of bullet history, Sean Kiernan. And then, of course, um, you can't miss Paul Rocha because that, that Mohawk is distinctive, but Paul's distinctive, too. And whether it's just hanging out, chilling, and having fun on Sean Kiernan's property at the Bullet Nationals, uh, or if it's you want to get on the track in Michigan before the Woodward Dream Cruise, you two have not only the bullet world covered, um, the way people love to enjoy this hobby, but the Mustang world as well. And I have to thank you both for taking time out of your evening to spend some time here on the Mustang Owners Podcast and be Heck with yeah. all of yeah, my pleasure. Just uh, one last thing, John, before we go. Um, sure. The the website for the uh, Mohawk Track Experience is mohawktrackexperience.com. So that's it's separate from the Bullet Nationals uh, and Hoondog. So if you want to register for the track, that is the website. Perfect. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, Sean will probably not have the car that he sold at his property. And he's not going to be talking about all that, but he will talk about your car and he will talk about his life with the bullet. Sean, you're always a lot of fun. We never knew all these wonderful stories with your dad and the life that you had with that car. So I, I encourage anyone who's ever wanted to know more about it to come out and talk to Sean himself, be part of the Bullet Nationals, or to come out then and track your car for the first time and enjoy why Mustangs are Mustangs and they're not. Uh, brand x's little front wheel drive kind of got box whatever yeah that's what i'm trying to keep that as clean as possible (laughs) but thank you again sean i appreciate your time paul thank you again mike i don't know how you pull it all together but you continue to do so and ladies and gentlemen we hope that you enjoyed our podcast tonight and continue to enjoy the mustang owners podcast at least the uh, ford performance editions we hope until we see you at one of these great events that we'll see you next time down the road.